Hi, welcome to another episode of What Are We Doing? A podcast from The Highlander. Mike Baker with The Highlander, and I'm chatting today with Tom Bailey, who is a approved candidate for Ward 1 in Dysart et al. for the upcoming municipal election October 24th. Going to be chatting with Tom today about his reasons for running, uh, what he sees as being some of the big issues uh, in Ward 1 and facing Dysart as a whole, and then taking a look at some... Uh, you know, bigger, uh, big issue uh, topics uh, facing Halliburton County, uh, such as housing, uh, transportation, healthcare, and poverty. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for, for joining us today, Tom. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks for having me. Perfect. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll kick things off with with, with a nice easy one to get uh, get things going. Uh, why don't you just sort of recount for me, you know, your, 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 your ties to Halliburton County, your history in the area? Yeah, no problem. So, I uh, grew up cottaging on... Little Boshkong Lake. So I've spent pretty much every summer for my entire life um, in the area. And Halbert in the county in general has quickly become a second home to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had had ties there, worked for local businesses in the area throughout summers and, you know, during summers during university, etc. I had a small business doing handyman work when I was younger in the area as well. And um, yeah, I've always loved loved it. And like I said, it's always been kind of my second home. Okay. So where are you permanently located right now, Tom? So permanently now I live um, right in town in Halliburton. So I'm in Ward 1, which is the the ward that I'm running for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just behind Head Lake. And uh, I moved up there last early last summer with my wife and um our young boy who's now 19 months old oh very nice yeah so we i've always loved it and i've been working in the area um off and on for the last probably five to seven years Mm -hmm. and uh it it started to you know feel like it was a natural move for us to head up north and i finally convinced my wife that we should just take the plunge and it'd be a great place to raise a family and um, kind of set some permanent roots. Awesome. So what you tell me yeah, about your, your professional background? Yeah, absolutely. So I went to um, the University of Ottawa for business and communications. And following that, I actually lived and worked in Muskoka for four years, kind of um, I worked for Pride Marine Group. So I did uh, marketing and sales for them. And following that, I took the what I thought was the next logical step to move down to Toronto and try my hand down there and I, the the city was just a little bit too much of a rat race for me mm-hmm. and at that point um, I've always had an interest in construction and I uh, totally switched career paths and jumped into construction and carpentry mm-hmm. and that kind of again led to me ending up up north because I would always try to take as many jobs in the Halliburton area um, in the summer months when I could stay at the cottage. Sure. And the momentum just started rolling, and I was spending a lot of time up north and away from home, and it kind of naturally led to the progression of my wife and I moving up full-time for me to expand my business in the area. Perfect. All right. So have you ever run for municipal office before? Is this uh, you know, a first-time endeavor for you? It's a first-time endeavor. I have have not in, in the past okay. um just one of those things where after living here for a year and getting to know a lot of local people and talking about some of the local issues or 
concerns or opportunities. Um, a lot of people expressed to me that having some young blood in the office would really be um, a nice change for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started thinking about it and figured that it was a, a good way to get involved and um, help ensure that Halliburton remains an awesome place to raise a young family. And, and how old are you, Tom? I'm 32. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I think we've sort of outlined the reasons for uh, for running. Uh, you know, now that you are in, in the race, so to speak, you know, uh, what, what have you sort of identified as being your, your main issue, um, you know, during this campaign? I would say that um, a, some sustainable growth and development are kind of my top priorities. I think that... Halliburton has a lot to offer, but there are some areas where there's a lot of room for improvement. And I know you mentioned housing being one of them, and I'm definitely on board with that. I think that from being a business owner and running a business in the area, it's one, you know, it's, well, let's, I'll backtrack it. I know that a lot of the guys that work for me, if they're not from Halliburton or have family or roots already existing in the Halliburton area, it's very difficult for them to find rental properties to live in or houses to buy as well. So it's, you know, that kind of jumped out to me as an immediate concern. Um, And then again, I just think that continuing to on a, on a growth mindset, I think that providing a lot of programs and opportunities for kids as well is a, is a major factor for me. I know that to put an example to that, my wife takes our little guy to Bracebridge for swimming lessons, which is, you know, it's fine, but it's not ideal either. It's about an hour and a half drive each way. Mm-hmm. And it would be great to see something like a community center with a pool in the township. And that's great for young families. And it's also great for the older pop- population as well, right? The, you know, pool, they can do swimming classes and, you know, just have another option for, um, things to do with spare time or, you know, exercise, et cetera, that kind of thing. Okay. So, I mean, I know obviously very early stages, but, you know, have you identified, you know, a, a location or somewhere where we where, where we might be able to construct, like, a, a new facility that would, would have a pool? I would say, like you said, that's a very early concept. I think just getting um, a general buy-in for that initiative would be a huge win at the current time. Okay. And then... I know I've I've heard rumblings that there's some plots of land that have been kind of designated for that in the future, but I think just even getting the wheels in motion to confirm that something like a community center with a pool in the county is a confirmation that that would be a huge win at this point. Well, I know there's 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 land right right across from uh, from the Pine Stone on uh, on 21 there that's. was donated to to Dysart uh, from from the Blair family, and I think the the whole the whole reasoning for that was that it has to be designated for for recreational purposes in the future. So um, yeah, I guess like you say, there's there's potential landing spots already for for yeah, for exactly. I mean, where 
it ends up eventually is a you know i feel like there's a lot of lot of steps to be taken prior to that but i have heard the rumblings of that location for sure yeah great and so we'll we'll, we'll circle back to housing you know you, you sort of touched on that a little bit in your answer there a second ago um you know i don't think it's you know probably the worst kept secret that's you know there's a real lack of of not only affordable but just available housing in halliburton county uh, you know, we're, we're running into a situation now where, where long-time residents are being forced out of the community. And you know, like you said, it's difficult to attract working professionals uh, to relocate here. What ideas or solutions, you know, do you have to, to combat this problem, you know, that can be achieved, at, you know, at Dysart Council? Yeah, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said abil- uh, availability and affordability. Um if you're looking for, let's say, a short-term rental in in the area, your the options are extremely limited, and the options that are available are extremely expensive. Um, so it does create a very difficult time to attract someone to come work in the area because you know the cost of living is so high just on the rent that it uh, it eliminates kind of the allure of living up north and working because it's not really putting you in any sort of comfortable financial situation. Mm -hmm. I think there's a handful of ways that that can be addressed. Um, One of which that's, you know, very straightforward to me and seems like an obvious solution is to eliminate a lot of the red tape um, that there currently is uh, to achieve building permits or opportunities for multi-unit dwellings, basement apartments, and on a larger scale than looking at options for whether it's condos or apartment buildings or, you know, larger scale buildings that can house many people and have them at affordable pricing, that's something that needs to be addressed as well. Because right now the options are very few and far between. Yeah. And so one of the one proposed development that's, uh, you know, is in the pipeline right now, I know there's a, there's a public meeting coming up uh, on September 29th. Uh, about this is, is, is the condos that have been proposed by Harbor and Holdings, um, you know, just off of Grass Lake. Uh, you know, with the information that we have, you know, right now, what are your thoughts? Uh, what's your position on that uh, proposed development? I know that's a hot button issue. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are really, really against it. And it's kind of controversial because the option for that space and, you know, adding condos to that location, especially with its proximity to town, does provide opportunity for people of any age to really have affordable housing and be close to town, which is going to help with economic growth. Um, I would say, I would say that I am generally in favor for it. I'm not a huge advocate for harming wetlands. And quite frankly, I don't think that I have all the information available to firmly stand on one side or the other. Um, I think that, Growth in general is um, something that I'm an advocate for. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, a condo development is in favor of growth. So I think that there needs to be, I I think there will be a lot more discussion around that before anything moves forward. So I think that uh, getting into office and, we can kind of continue those discussions at that point. Okay. And another development that's, uh, you know, is on somewhat underway is, uh, you know, the, the, the partnership between Dysart Council, the township, and uh, and places for people for development on Wallings Road. 
Now, it's sort of changed uh, over the past sort of 12 months as negotiations have, have gone back and forth. But, uh, you know, what's what's your position on, on the township getting involved in, you know, creative ways to bring about affordable housing in the community, such as, uh, such as the way they've partnered up with Places for People on this one? Yeah, I think it's great. I think that one thing that definitely needs to be considered is the location of that as well. Um, I know it's currently proposed for Wallings Road. Um, I do have some concerns about the traffic issues that that would cause. That would cause. Um, I think that in general, though, places for people and their partnership with the township is is an awesome partnership. And uh, you know, I think that providing low income housing for the community would be a positive for sure. Okay. So moving over now to, I think, 1B, when you look at sort of big issues facing uh, Halliburton County in general, and, you know, I think that's poverty. Uh, you know, for, for many years, the Highlands region has been, been recognized as one of the poorest in Ontario, you know, sort of right up there with, with Manitoulin Island. Uh, latest data we have suggests at least 17% of our population, you know, lives in poverty today. When you look even closer at that for children, it's, it's more like 25%. What do you think can be done at the at the municipal level to you know really try and buck this trend, address this issue, and and, and try and turn the situation around? Yeah, that's a big one for sure. I think that the the simple answer to that, and the most logical to me, is creating more jobs in the area. Um, and whether that is the municipality jumping in and providing incentives for local businesses to open their doors or keep their doors open, I think that's a huge um, initiative that needs to be addressed. Because right now there's a lot of factors that would prevent people from opening a business or staying in business um, in the region. So again, I think, you know, providing programs and incentives from the municipal government to make it easier to remain financially stable from a business perspective Mm -hmm would be a huge first start there and that way you're creating more jobs and attracting more people but that also goes hand in hand with housing right it's there are two things that both need to be addressed in unison and in sync to make sure that it works and now when you say you know attract more business to to the community you know do you have sort of like a specific specifics on, on 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 what sort of size kind of business? You no, know, are we talking sort of small to to medium range, or are you you know looking uh, looking larger than that? Uh, I I'd say small to medium range. I'm not sitting here saying I want a Walmart on Main Street in Halliburton in any capacity, but I do think that um, for a small to medium business to open their doors in town, I know the property taxes are su- substantially higher than other locations, so maybe by providing let's say for example providing an incentive um for a local business to have a reduction on that for the first x number of years in business just helps get the ball rolling and you know getting allowing businesses to kind of set their feet in firmly so that they can develop some growth and um provide more jobs for the community And given, you know, the, the lack of housing that, that, that we do have in our urban area, you know, in Dysart and even looking outside of, uh, of Dysart, looking towards sort of Minden Hills, uh, you know, there's been a really, really big sort of outpouring, I think, of people moving to, to some of the more rural areas uh, across our community. 
Uh, you know, this has led to calls for uh, the county to sort of establish some form of, of, of public transportation system. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that and whether you think, you know, a bus service of, of any kind, you know, is, is, is feasible for a community as, as vast geographically as ours. It's, it, it's tough for sure. Um, but I do think that it could be done with specific routes and some planning around it. I'd say that the whole township in general needs kind of an overview plan as opposed to just pinpointing individual problems. So for example, you know, we're talking about the condos on Grass Lake, or we're talking about places for people, and we're talking about incentives for business. If you focus on all these in the micro, um, it's very easy to combat them one way or another. If there's more of an overall town plan, and they all all these moving pieces work in unison with one another, um, it's a lot easier to make sense of it all. So I think that, you know, as opposed to just drilling in on one specific topic, there needs to be a general overview and general town plan to make everything work together. And I would say that circling that back around to a bus line, for example, if you have a bus that runs from Halliburton to Minden and you have plans for housing along the side of Highway 121, then it makes complete sense. If you're going to put housing way off in you know 20 minutes off one of the main roads that houses 40 to 60 units it's not going to make as much sense Mm -hmm. okay and as we're coming you know out of out of the pandemic uh you know i think one of the big things that's uh everyone's noticed you know just taking a walk down down highland street is uh the help wanted signs that are up everywhere uh in our community you know businesses are really struggling to to find workers to be able to fill, you know, much needed positions. How do you think we go about restocking our labor pool and and making Halliburton County not just an attractive but you know a feasible place for people to to work, uh, you know, work and live, you know, particularly for, you know, entry level or, or, or seasonal positions that you know that we really rely on during the summer. That is an extremely difficult issue, and I deal with it on a daily basis as a business owner myself. Right. Um, I know that I've had a couple a couple of my employees move up from whether it be Barrie or closer to Toronto, and they love the lifestyle up north, but that also, as a business owner, you have to pay a premium for them to be able to make it work. Um, so when you, when you drop it down to a more of a entry-level position, let's say just to put it as an example, you know, someone to work out of Tim Hortons and, you know, keep the drive through growing, which isn't going to be paid a high hourly wage, but it's something that the township definitely needs. Mm-hmm. It, it once again circles back to, they need to be able to find somewhere affordable to live so that their cost of living doesn't majorly outweigh their earnings and they can't make ends meet. Right. And so we're going to switch switch gears here a little bit, move over to, to healthcare. I think, uh, you know, this is sort of tied into the whole labor shortage, um, labor shortage thing, but obviously on the on, on a higher end scale here, when you consider that uh, the, the hospital sites in Halliburton and Minden have had, uh, you know, 
significant problems staffing uh, their their many of their departments. You know, nurses and, and and physicians are in short supply up here. That's led to you know hospital administration saying temporary ER department shutdowns may be necessary. Now, you know, fortunately, that hasn't come to pass yet, but. Uh, just the fact that that's sort of lingering above the community's head uh, sort of begs the question. Uh, do you think that we can continue to support and accommodate two separate hospital sites in Halliburton County moving forward? I would certainly like to say yes. Um, I think it's this issue isn't necessarily as focused just specifically on our county. I think it's an issue across the board. In Ontario and Canada right now with healthcare, mm-hmm. um, so there's in some regards there's only so much you can do. But yeah, I think that having a hospital in Halberton and Minden is the best case scenario, and I think that getting those positions refilled should be a top priority. And there needs to be some municipal initiatives to make that happen what those initiatives are i'm not quite sure at this point but uh i definitely think that trying to incentivize people to fill those roles in some capacity or another needs to be a top priority for the township and so as, as a you know relatively new full-time residents of the area you know i've mentioned i've been here for a little over a year now um yeah. You know what, what? What? What's your take? Your impression of, of the healthcare services that are on offer in 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 Dysart and Halliburton County? Um, I have had no bad experiences in any capacity. I've been to the ER, I think twice over the past um, the past year or so in Halliburton, and was treated very well. You know, it's something as minor as I got a, I had to get stitches from playing hockey, and um, I went in there and they took care of me and the wait was not overly long and I thought it was great. Um, the one thing I would say that from a young family perspective, that is a little bit of not necessarily concern, but it, it would be nice to see some change in is if you're going to have children in the area, you pretty much have to go to Peterborough or Aurelia to, to deliver a baby. Right. Um, I would, which is, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. It's been that way for a long time. Um, that being said, it would be nice for young families to have that comfort level, knowing that if you're going to be delivering a baby, that you don't have to drive an hour and a half because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen in that hour and a half drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, no, that's a really good point. Yeah. Hey, and now that's, you know, we're going to, Bring up almost a dirty word, I think, um, in, in, in Halliburton County right now, and that's that's amalgamation. Um, you know, we've seen the effects that uh, you know forced amalgamation can have on a community. You know, just south to us uh, in Kawartha Lakes. You know, where do you stand on you know the potential amalgamation of the four lower tier townships in the in the Highlands coming together to form one single tier government? Um. I'm kind of indifferent on it. I think it has its pros and cons. I think that each township has its own quirks, let's call them, that could be handled the way they are, the way the um, townships are set up or the councils are set up right now. Um, That being said, I do think that in some capacity, there are a lot of ways that things can be systemized and efficiencies can be created with amalgamation so 
that's something for me that I, I, I would, I'll be quite transparent and say that it has not been a focus okay. of mine and it's not one of my personal top concerns for the County. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably need to do more legwork to really choose one side or the other on that, okay. that topic. So one thing that the County, you know, is doing, you know, they launched their, um, Oh, give me a second. I'm trying to, Remember, it's a service delivery review. That's right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the service delivery review process is sort of underway. They're looking for ways that, uh, you know, the four lower tiers and the upper tier county can, can work better together to, um, you know, find efficiencies, remove, um, you know, duplication of, uh, of, of, of services and, and sort of jobs uh, where possible. You know, have you got any any ideas or any any thoughts of of where the can, uh, municipalities can work better together to um, you know provide a, a better level of service and, uh, and maybe bring about some cost savings for each township? For sure, I know that the there's unique road departments for every township, and it it does seem like a little bit of an overlap to me. Um, so I think that would be one area where it'd be really easy to create an efficient efficient system and reduce costs. Um, just as opposed to a bunch of different moving pieces and parts not communicating or working together, it just becomes one main road department to handle all of the issues and do it with an organized strategical plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you look, maybe take take a bit of a long-term look at, at Dysart as a community, maybe over a five or 10 year period, You know, what would be your vision for... Um, yeah, for for the future of Dysart. That's a, there's a lot that we can go into there. Um, from my perspective, I think that just attracting more young families and creating opportunities for young families, and also for you know maintaining a quality place to live in retirement as well, is is a huge factor for me. Um, specifics i would say we'll circle back to the community center i think that would be huge i think that you know the construction of that would create a lot of jobs for people i think that um the running of that would create a lot of jobs for people as well um i'd love to see lots of small to medium-sized businesses flourish um and then i'd also love to see community growth as well you know i I'm a, I'm a big hockey fan and seeing the Huskies have a great first year and, you know, the, the arena packed for 99% of their games and it becomes a social event. I'd love to see, see more of that, just local attractions that people can get involved with. And, you know, you don't feel like you have to drive somewhere to do something fun. You've got it all in your, in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, the Huskies have been a great addition. I've loved being out uh, covering those games. It's been uh, been a lot of fun the last year or so. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's obviously lots of you, you can you can make your own fun and you can you know enjoy everything that Halliburton has to offer from a, you know the commute or the environment. Like you can go to Sir Sam's and you can ski and you can spend time on the water in the summer and snowmobile trails, all that good stuff. Um, I'm more so referring to you know, physical events and opportunities like that, yeah. you know, hockey games, grassroots sporting events, um, all, all the kind of fun things for families and kids and, you know, 
the older retired population to enjoy in their backyard as like i said opposed to feeling like you have to drive somewhere for it yeah and so this has been a controversial now i feel like for the past five or so years while the county has worked on this file and that's uh, you know that's the new shoreline preservation bylaw uh you know county decided to vote in um you know a new a new document last month uh you know following years of debate and controversy you know, what are your thoughts on on on, on where they landed with that um, I would, yeah, this, this one's obviously a hot topic and I've, I've done my research on it and I've ultimately landed on my opinion is that I think it's a little bit extreme. Um, I obviously as a cottager am 100% in support of maintaining lake health and ensuring that properties are not being clear cut and people aren't taking advantage of the shorelines and hurting them in the long term. With that being said, as a cottage, a cottager myself, if, you know, there's a tree or two in my lot that I don't like where it sits because it's affecting my view from my front window, I think it's a little bit absurd that it's a, the, the bylaw essentially tells you that you cannot touch that tree. Yeah unless it's dead and you have an arborist to prove it and get permits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's just an example, or it just seems like the, it was rushed to an approval and that I think it should be revisited um, to kind of find a balance between people having autonomy over their property, but also within reason where they're, they're not doing something, completely crazy like clear cutting their lot okay and so next up on the county's radar you know i feel like this is going to be another uh another hot button issue is is, is that of short-term rentals um yeah you know wanting to get your your take on that uh you know and whether or not you think they they have a place in in halliburton county moving forward and uh you know if so how you would how you would go about regulating them yeah, I'm 100% in favor of short-term rentals. Um, I can completely understand how it can frustrate people if they have a group of young partiers next to them at their cottage when they are trying to enjoy a weekend at the lake. Um, but I think that short-term rentals also represent a huge opportunity for the local economy. People coming up to you know, get away from the the city for a weekend and going into town and supporting restaurants, buying clothes, um, all of the above. I think it would be, I think it would be a really bad decision to eliminate short-term rentals. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Do you think that, you know, they should, you know, perhaps be, you know, regulated more and, you know, be licenses involved, that sort of thing. I think that the, the rental companies should be responsible for that. Okay. I, I don't think that, like, I think that obviously you want to make sure that once again, you find a balance so that everyone is happy, but I don't think that implementing regulations and bylaws, et cetera, et cetera, is a feasible or a good use of the municipal's time. Okay, and so, you know, moving on again here, uh, you know, should you be successful in your bid, um, you know, to become Ward 1 Councillor, one of the first things that's going to be coming across Council's table is uh, the 2023 budget. Uh, what would be your priority uh, heading into those deliberations, uh, either late this year, or early next, once that process gets underway? 
expand on that question a little bit. I feel like what would be your uh, what would be your um, what would be your objectives heading into those budget deliberations? Are there certain projects that you'd like to you know bring to fruition? Are there certain areas of focus that you think Dysart should be uh, you know putting money towards? Uh, you know that sort of thing. Okay, sure. So I think just kind of you know taking a look at where the municipality has been spending money specifically and how much over the past call it four years would be a great starting point. Um, I think that clarity is key in a situation like that with, you know, you need to understand where things, where efforts have been placed and then where you can afford to shift efforts. Um, once again, I think that right off the hop, uh, a huge thing that needs to be addressed is the housing and um, incentives for local businesses to stay or start in business. So those would be my two primary objectives and finding ways to shift funds or allocate funds to those two initiatives would be my primary goal. Okay, great. All right. I think we've run through, um, run through the Pretty well, all the all the topics I had listed down here, Tom. Um, yeah, I wanted okay. to see what your what your final thoughts are. If there's anything that's um, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to discuss that you wanted to put out there. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that from my perspective, like I mentioned when we first first started the interview, there is that um, I just kind of want to bring some young blood and a new perspective to to the township. That's kind of my whole reasoning behind getting involved i think that there's a lot of positives to the halliburton area but there could be a lot more positives that would be relatively easily attainable um you know there's obviously the hot topic issues but i think just my main priority and goal is to ensure that halliburton you know remains a beautiful place that people want to come and visit but they also want to live in and i think that that's as someone who just recently moved up full-time i absolutely love it and i just you know want to help make that more feasible for more people i know i have lots and lots of friends that would be in the same boat but it doesn't make sense to them because they don't have a business in the area and you know the financial implications of making that jump and starting a business in the area just aren't feasible or it's way too much of a risk yeah opening doors up to to new residents and um is only going to help the economy and i i just think that you know helping to facilitate that and allowing more people to live in the area and raise a family or retire in the area or still enjoy it from a seasonal perspective um are my top priorities great okay well thanks very much for your time today tom and thank you everybody for listening what are we doing is a podcast produced by justin van leishout in partnership with the highlander reporters working on this project include me sam gillett our editor lisa gervais and mike baker be sure to follow along as we cover candidates in your riding as well as everyone running for election across Halliburton County. Music in this episode is from Kashaga, and our cover art is from Jason Yates, who can be found on Instagram at jy.inc.